Welcome to the Crimson Circle Show. I want to welcome all the people from the different audiences. Some of you are listening in from Blog Talk Radio. Some of you are listening in via the Awakening Zone and or the Crimson Circle website. You can also watch this video webcast from the Crimson Circle website. We're here for a channel with a Dame Saint-Germain, we think. <laughs> this will be channeled by Jeffrey Hoppy, and we're excited to be here in this new energy, in these moments of new enlightenment and consciousness. So, just to get things going, I just, the energy's wonderful. Could we just let Jeff know how much we appreciate his willingness, <laughs> willingness to do this with a I get goosebumps because I know how much what we hear supports us on this amazing journey. And each one of us in our own individual way, and that's what makes it so special for each of us. So, with that, I'd like us to begin with some breathing, some deep and conscious breathing. So with that, each of us, I invite each of us to take the deep breath, the full, deep, and conscious breath. And as you breathe, feel the flow of the energy. Breathe. Hear your body saying, I choose life with this breath. Breathe. And as you breathe, open to the experience. Give yourself permission to truly feel, to truly feel the message, the energies that are waiting for each of us. Breathe deeply, feeling, allowing. Imagine people listening in Angels like each of us all over the world in this now moment. Breathe. Breathe with it. Allow it. The music will begin. Right before this channel, the music plays. And I invite you to breathe with all your senses. To hear it. To feel it. Breathe it. Sense it. Breathe as the music plays. And as that, as that music plays, breathe with it. And invite Adamas close. Every day when I open my eyes, now it feels like a Saturday. Taking down from the shelf all the parts of myself that are packed away. It's love with the joy in my heart is a God by another name. 
Who's to say how it goes? All I know is I'm back in the world again. Like the lift of a curse, got a whole different person inside my head. No more trudging around, stony eyed through the town like a living dead. Now, this love lift us up from the dark as a god by another name. To say how it goes, all I know is I'm back in the world again. Back in the world again. It's the only way to be. It's the only way to be. I'm naked like a tree. Welcome to Chambra Island, where you can relax into your enlightenment. Hmm. Someday you're going to talk to me and you're going to say, Adamus, why didn't you just tell me back when, back right after Tobias left, 
Why didn't you just tell me I could relax into my enlightenment? Why did you let me go through all of this hell? All of this hell. I'm going to say, my dear friend, I told you time and time again, relax into the enlightenment. It's natural. It's actually easy is not the right word. It's natural. <laughs> it will happen. It's happening right now as we speak. You relax into the enlightenment. Now, today I'm going to talk about some things that may seem to be a contradiction, but they're not. It's all very congruent. So take a deep breath and just relax into the enlightenment. Ah. Last month we talked about the light body. It's an essential part for any master to have that body in which to experience this great thing called embodied mastery. Have you noticed in this past month or so, or weeks I guess it has been, have you noticed that you just feel like you need an extra shower? You feel a little dirtier than normal. You just feel that even if you put on brand new clothes, you just don't feel clean. Mm, yeah. Try going shopping for new clothes, as dear Linda does all the time, and you're standing there in that dressing room experience. I'm with, with you in a way. I'm not peeking, but I'm with you. <laughs> and you're shedding your regular clothes that you wore to the store, and you're trying on those new clothes, but you just don't feel right. They, just, they feel too clean, and you just don't feel clean enough. Well, it's just part of the light body integration, because your old physical body is releasing tremendous amounts of old energy right now. It's coming out through your pores, it's every, your skin, through every part of you. If you notice, maybe your hair feels a little different, or your eyesight, or anything. These are just some of the, the points of transitioning into the light body. There's nothing wrong with you. There's not. It's just releasing lifetimes of old, old energy that you're ready to release, you're ready to let go of. So take that extra shower, if you will, but just more than anything, take a deep breath and allow your light body in. Yes, we're going to be talking about – Sandra, are you asleep? Have you forgotten Adamas? Coffee with cream? I know you're so enthralled by our discussion, but so, my dear friends, um, I'm writing a few new books right now, and the one that I'm most excited about because it's loosely based on uh, your experiences, my experiences with you. <laughs> It's called uh, Memoirs of a Master. Yeah, interesting. Huh? It would be an easy read for many people. Not going to be a particularly long book, but it's going to be filled with interesting uh, and very profound stories about our engagements. So let me tell you one of the stories today. I'll do this occasionally at our shouts and in our gatherings. So if I could get the audience lights down, just for a little bit of mood setting here. Ah, yes. Much better. So memories of the memoirs of the Master, stories about the Master and the student. 
So the new student, who had only been in the mystery school for a few months, finally had the appointment to be, to come before the Master. The new student had heard stories about what it was like to go before the Master, filled with anxiety, but also excitement, knowing that when the appointment with the Master came, that it meant that the student had reached a certain level or degree of enlightenment, success you might call it. So the new student, by the name of Henry, Henry Smith, <laughs> it was his day, a young, young man, very, very into spirituality and enlightenment, but in a way very innocent, very naive. So it came time for Henry to approach the Master. The Master, of course, sitting in his chair with his cup of coffee. <laughs> and Henry approached the Master, a bit nervous, of course, but more than anything excited, because, well, this would be like getting a report card from when you were in school getting an, an assessment, uh, having your review with the Master. Approach. <laughs> Adequate. Adequate. So Henry, Henry approached the Master, who was now drinking his coffee in the chair. And Henry said to the Master, Master, how am I doing? It's been a few months, and I've been working so hard and trying, being so diligent with everything here at this mystery school. Master, how am I doing? And the Master sat back in his masterly way, eyes closed and said, Student, for the Master never addresses the student by the real name, Student, it is not for me to measure or judge. Of course, Henry was a bit disappointed because he really wanted an evaluation from the Master. So Henry took a deep breath and collected his energy and thought of a new way around this and said, Master, Master, would you check with my spirit guides and ask them how I'm doing?" And the Master took a deep breath and gritted his teeth a bit and said, Student, you have no spirit guides. You had spirit guides, and they were with you for many, many, many lifetimes, but, student, they got bored and left. I thought it was funny. <laughs> My book may not be a bestseller. So <laughs> now, Henry was getting very discouraged and very disappointed, but Henry was determined, like all students are, all students so determined, but sometimes so naive, so not getting it.
So Henry collected himself once again, took a deep breath, and said, Ah, Master, how do the archangels feel that I'm doing? <laughs> and the Master sat with his eyes closed for a long time, slightly, slightly, just shaking his head, took a deep breath and said, Student, the archangels are all busy because there are so many humans now who are channeling archangels, <laughs> except for Raphael. We don't understand why. Nobody wants to channel Raphael. But there is no feedback from any of the archangels. Now, Henry was very, very disappointed by now, discouraged, distraught, felt that there was a game going on and he was being played with. But, but the student was so determined, so stubborn in a way, he took a very deep breath and said to himself, This is just a game the Master is playing with me. He's trying to see how determined I am. I'll go at it one more time again. And the student said, Master, how does God feel that I'm doing? Would you please check with God? The Master took a deep breath and said, Just a moment, and went into a trance-like state of being. And after a few minutes, he came back and he said, What was your name? <laughs> and the student said, It's Henry. It's me, Henry. Master said, Give me a moment. And the master, acting it out, of course, waited for a while, and then suddenly came back, opened his eyes, looking directly at the student and saying, God does not know you exist. <laughs> the student walked out, discouraged, distressed, distressed and distraught. The next morning packed all of his belongings and left the mystery school. He now operates an ashram where they work on the voice and connection to spirit, of course. <laughs> so after that encounter with the student, the master was at the Embodied Masters Club that night, when some of the other masters said, So how did it go with Henry, the student? The master said, Not well, at least not for now. Not well at all. The student still does not realize one of the most basic tenets of enlightenment. And the other master says, Well, how, how goes that? What do you mean by that? And the very wise senior master said to the others, Because when one does not recognize themselves, Spirit does not recognize them either. Mm -hmm. That is the greatest gift of compassion mm -hmm. that Spirit can offer. Hmm. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> when you do not 
recognize your own existence, when you rely on others for measure, for assessment, to know whether you're doing right or wrong, when you do not see yourself through your own eyes and hear yourself through your own ears, spirit doesn't recognize you either. Spirit doesn't know you exist until the moment you know you exist, you see. So that is one of the chapters from Memoirs of a Master. Somewhat true stories, loosely based on my experiences with Shambhu. Thank you. Oh. These aren't the type of stories that are necessarily uh, going to have people uh, cheering and applauding during the story. Uh, but my point is to do these stories and get the hmm, hmm, now I get it. Okay, so um, we don't know when the book's going to come out, but uh, I'm sure it will be hmm, interesting. Pop quiz time. A pop quiz is something we do at the spur of the moment with Linda running the microphone to the audience. It is to check, to, um, to assess, to see where you're at, to see uh, the type of replies you give. So today's subject in our pop quiz, in our in-the-moment um, quiz here, has to do with reality versus perception. Oh. oh, oh, an interesting one. Reality versus perception. So, Linda, be ready at the microphone. You can be walking as I ask the question. <laughs> Is it reality per or perception that less than 5% of the humans on the planet control 95% of all of the wealth? Is it Reality or perception? Five percent control the majority, the vast majority of the wealth on the planet. Yes or no? Uh, reality or perception? Uh, reality. Reality. Would you mind standing? Yes. Reality. Re reality. Why would you say that? Based on? My own experience. Your own experience. Okay. Good. Good answer. And Linda's indicating for everyone, please hold the microphone up to your face. Yes. Okay. Good. Okay. And, and there are no right or wrong in this. Uh, the point is reality or perception. It's actually perception. Perception. Uh, the, the fact indeed is that there was a very small number of people, or families, or governments, that, uh, or businesses rather, that control the majority of the finances on the planet. However, however, it's a perception. It's a perception as well, because just because she might have a lot of money, let's say she has 20% of all the wealth in the world, does not mean you can't have wealth, or you can't have wealth, or you can't have wealth. There is no limit or cap to the amount of wealth that this planet can have whether it's in terms of your financial instruments, natural resources, or pure energy. There's no cap on it. There is the perception that certain people control it and other people can't have it. There's a perception that there is a limited amount of financial abundance on the planet. 
In that perception, people get stuck. I cautiously use the word control, that they, these 5% or less control. They don't control at all. They have. They have. They have it. Others don't. There's nothing to say that you couldn't have it, that you couldn't have it, you couldn't have it, nothing at all. And no matter how much they might want to control their number of uh, their percentage points, their number of dollars or euros in the bank, they can't. They can't. So, my dear friends, the reality is, yeah, that's kind of the way it is right now. There's a few who have more than others, but there's nothing to say that each and every one of you could not have exactly what you chose, and more so, what you allowed. So, reality versus perception. Ah, good. Next. Next question. In North America and Europe, there is more pollution now than there was 15 years ago, reality or perception. Yes. Yes. <laughs> based on? Based um, on? Based on scientific data. Good. Based on perception. Absolutely, there is less pollution than ever before in, uh, than in the last 15 years in, I said, North America and Europe. There's a lot of um, new technologies that are reducing the amount of emissions. Uh, there is much more concern about the environment from, from the water and the air, uh, air standpoint, even though there are more people, more vehicles, more machines than ever before. The level of pollution is going down. Now, globally, not necessarily, because there China, are other India. countries that are, that are adding a lot. But I specifically said North America and Europe. So the reality is actually not. And the perception is, generally, when I ask this question, people say, oh, yes, it's getting worse. I point this out because this matter of perception, making a statement without actually really knowing the facts, sorry to say, but also believing that all these evils, all these terrible things are being done without looking at actually what is being done. Now, at the same time, this, uh, well, there is a huge uh, interest in the environment, because you all realize that this planet, with its six billion humans, can really only handle about ten. And you're rapidly approaching that number. So there has to be more concern about the ground, the air, the water, the animal kingdoms. However, it's also subject to a tremendous amount of control and manipulation. It's a it's a fertile feeding ground for those who are into control and often without really even knowing anything about the subject. Not referring to you, of course, Dave, but to others who are environmental fanatics and using numbers, using information. That's actually not true. It's a type of control. It's just one more thing that I add on my list of hypnosis and mass control. Actually, it is getting better in many places. Other places, they have a long way to go. Uh, they're harming themselves, their own people, and there's really not a consciousness. But particularly in Europe and North America, there is a consciousness and it is changing things. Perhaps not 
fast enough what you would like. Perhaps there are still those who don't have the consciousness of this planet, of, of this body that you live on, but it is coming. But also at the same time, be aware of your perceptions, what's real, what's not, what's control, or what's hypnosis, and what's not. Good. Next question along the same lines. Is there more or less crime right now than there was fifteen years ago? Uh, major crime, more or less. <clears throat> well, I don't want to take a trip to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> and uh, <coughs> my sense is feeling less. Less. Any particular reason for saying that? Yes. Uh, increased consciousness in the world that's happened especially since Sharmba's come on the scene there you go. in the last 15 years. There you go. Yeah, thank you. There sometimes is the, uh, the feeling that there's more because of things like the internet and news and blogs and the very, very rapid communication, but in uh, what you call the more developed countries there's actually less uh, crime. You're, you're correct. And other places, once again, crime is still rampant, uh, but consciousness consciousness will be the thing that brings that to a better balance. Now, while I say that, there is less statistical crime in, in most of these places than there has been 15 years ago. However, at the same time, there is more potential for what you would call uh, catastrophic crime, uh, terrorist-type attacks, and uh, with, the, with the sophistication that um, what you call terrorists, those who uh, don't regard other people's lives, or those who would kill for uh, large numbers of people for their own personal cause. There is more potential than ever before for that to happen because of technology and because of determination that they have. So there is kind of a constant cloud of fear that hangs over, particularly with you and, and you listening online, because you can feel that. You can sense. Uh, it's almost, when is the other shoe going to fall? Uh, when, when, are, when is the bottom side going to drop out? You feel that like in the pit of your stomach or sometimes in your, your heart or throat area. What next? It's a difficult way to live, always worrying about what next. And I ask you simply to take a deep breath and live your own life as best you possibly can, as consciously as you can not even trying to stop those who would have their political, religious, or financial agendas, but to live your own life in the highest form of embodied mastery. That is what will make the biggest difference on this planet. That's what will add the element to consciousness that's missing in so many places. As I've said over and over again, the greatest thing you can do for this planet, actually for this universe, actually for all of creation, is to be the master that you truly, truly are. So let's take a deep breath with that.
we go on and on, but my point on this is reality and perception. Uh, there are so many perceptions. When you really start looking into it, the perceptions don't necessarily match the reality. But I guess one could say that everything, no matter what, is perception. So I ask you to look at your own perception, your perception of the world, your perception of your place in the world, your perception of enlightenment, your perception of what it takes to allow the enlightenment, the embodied enlightenment. There's still a lot of perceptions right now that you have to work hard or suffer, that's ingrained in that little room, almost like a tiny little closet in uh, the, the house of human consciousness. A little tiny closet stuck way off on the side has a word enlightenment barely legible on the door. And in that little tiny storage place, this is where the, the, the basis of uh, enlightenment or consciousness is. Very close also to a much, much larger room called religion and another large room called philosophy. But in this little tiny, tiny closet stuck over on the side, a consciousness of enlightenment, what that is. Now, we played the game before in our gatherings and our workshops where I say, What is enlightenment? And after doing that for a number of years, I stopped asking the question because. There were really no good answers. Um, no, well, there are some bad answers, but very few good answers. And ultimately, the real answer is it's a feeling. Enlightenment can't really be defined. I guess you could define the net result of enlightenment, what you get as the, uh, the human part, uh, a better life, a healthier body, uh, more happiness, uh, although happiness is a really bad perception. <laughs> some funny things about happiness. But this whole thing of enlightenment is about perception also, the perception of what you have to do. In this little closet hidden away are a few of the known masters who have achieved enlightenment, but their stories, as we've talked about, are not so good. They're filled with suffering. They're filled with hardship, a lot of loneliness, a lot of angst. and. Uh, at the end, uh, perhaps a, you could say a total breakdown or, or death. Not such a good perception to have. I ask you to take a look at the reality and the perception of enlightenment. I ask you to take a look at then the feeling that you have about enlightenment. It's this thing that is above all other things in most of your lives, the most important thing, the reason you came here to this planet, but yet there's still, there's still an odd perception about it, a perception of how hard you have to work and all the philosophical, religious and spiritual studies that you have to do to get there, and such a feeling, so often a feeling of being incomplete, unfulfilled, unsatisfied, or just not knowing the answer, the perception that there's still something wrong, there's still something you haven't figured out. Many of you go to bed at night saying, there's still something I'm not getting, like this is a test or this is some sort of maze that you have to get through. Still saying to yourselves, what is it? What is it? I'm just not quite there. Days that you feel you're making some progress, so to speak, 
but so often saying, what am I not doing right? The thing that you're not doing right is thinking about enlightenment, your perception of enlightenment, your perception of what needs to be done and what you're going to be like in enlightenment. My dear friends, there's really nothing that you have to do other than allowing, but that's perhaps one of the most difficult things that a human will do. Because there's such a tendency to say, I keep, need to keep working at something. I must have to do something like meditate or chant or douse myself in oils or one thing after the other. There's part of the human uh, consciousness that just can't accept the fact that you can just allow the enlightenment. You don't have to force it. You don't have to work at it. It's not a game of power whatsoever. You don't have to push it. You don't have to wrestle with it. It's not something that the demon or even the darkness or even Satan is keeping from you. The darkness, your darkness, actually is hoping that you'll allow it because it will free that darkness. It will free that suffering and that deep wound within. So perception, reality, Perception and the reality of enlightenment. As the Ascended Masters would say, the perception of enlightenment so far from what it truly is, the reality of enlightenment so very close, as in right here, right now. Okay, let's take a deep breath. Moving on. This is our last channel gathering in the Discovery Series. So the question is, today with Linda at the microphone once again, the question is, in this series, this past 11 series, what have you discovered? And uh, I will need the uh, writing board up here, if you wouldn't mind. What have you discovered? And Linda, anybody? We've had this discovery series. In a way, you chose the title, not me. What have you discovered? And it can be something, what you would say, uh, happy or sad, good or bad. It doesn't matter. But what have you discovered about yourself? Thank you, gentlemen. Carol Merrill and his assistant. Good. Uh, yes. What have you discovered, Edith? I have had lots of very excellent reminders uh, that I am that I am, and that I exist, and that I am uh, a creative grandmaster. Sounds good. What what does that mean? Uh, in <laughs> let's let's bring the let's let's bring it into that funnel. Let's distill it and give me about less than ten words. What have you discovered? I am that I am. And you've discovered that. Well, I've had reminders. We've been working on it forever. Yes. Yes, we have. <laughs> oh, yes. Where did the reminder come from? You. <laughs> did it come from you? Yes. Did you ever wake up in the middle of the night and go, Gah, I finally get it? No, I sleep very well at night. Okay. <laughs> Let's try this from a different angle. <laughs> have you ever been driving down the street? 
down the road during the middle of the day, and suddenly, I get it. I am that I am. Well, I already knew that. Oh. Oh, okay. Good. And, and what did you discover about living it this year? Too much to talk about here. Okay. <laughs> One thing? Be careful, you be, be in my book, Memoirs of a Master. <laughs> um, I'm Edith, like, you're an I'm icon. I'm like David, I don't want to go to the restroom. Yes. Um. We could go together if you want. <laughs> Edith, you are an icon. Yes. I, I just had good reminders. Uh, because um, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, I can't say I don't know. Let's see. Um, We're teetering right on that brings... natty edge. <laughs> We're teetering. Um, joy. Joy, thank you. I was just about to say, say anything. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very, very true statement. The Master. When the Master is in doubt, when the Master pff, can't think anymore, just fake it. Make up anything. Say anything. Joy. I love it. Thank you. Now, does it feel good to say joy? Yes. Did yes. You, and did you discover any joy this year? Much joy. Thank you. See how easy it is? Two words. Much joy. Okay. <laughs> much joy. Much talk. Okay. Good. You're in my book. I, I do change the names. Yes. Yeah, but not yours. <laughs> Good. Next, what did you discover this year? Hi. Um, I discovered my soul. Oh, where was it? <laughs> I uh, I started like connecting with it. Yeah. And, and 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 then suddenly one day I just realized I felt like I'd been sleeping all my life. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt like I was waking up. Yeah. Both of which are true. Yes. Yes. You know, and begin what to language, sense life. What it, language does your soul speak to you in? Uh, Spanish or <laughs> French? Uh, no. Most souls speak French, you know. I'm, I'm, no, I'm a little it's biased. It's more of a feeling. It's a more feeling. of a sense. Okay. It's yes. more of a, uh, a knowing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then it, it kind of like I've been breathing my soul into my body more and more and more and. Uh, and I feel I'm beginning to integrate, and I'm really, I'm very excited. It's like suddenly I feel that I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, yes. and that it is possible that I will become enlightened in this life. Yeah. And you know what? I what, would, what would keep you from that? Uh, you say it, light at the end of the tunnel, but you know what? What? Uh, it's um, well, it's not a train, but it's. Maybe there's another tunnel and another light after that. Maybe that light is just, you know, like a, like a street light type of thing. I don't think so. Are you sure? Oh, I'm sure. You know, because <laughs> haven't we gone through the, we haven't you gone through this before? A lot of light at the end of the tunnel. A lot of getting close. But I have never been through this before. Okay. Well, I like the way you say that. I love that passion. You, boo, stop me. Yeah. Yes. And you know, I really want to take the opportunity yes. to thank you, 
because I've done so you little. no you have you really you have guided me through this and thanks to you I I'm beginning Oh gosh it's just so, all and you not doing just, a, Oh and, it's all you Not just me I can't take any of the credit But like much Award. genre <laughs> So it's a whole bunch of us and we're beginning to like Oh that's how you don't need to say more Anyhow <laughs> Okay Adamas <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Can I get a hug from you? Sure. Anything else? Kiss, a kiss. (laughs) Thank you. Good. Uh, We have to, the master laughs. Uh, Has to laugh. Has to laugh. Good. Next, same question. What have you discovered this year? Good, bad, ugly, anything. What have you discovered? I'd like to tell the story this morning in front of the mirror, yes. and I, a part of me said, "I want to be a rock star, yeah. just like Edith." Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> look! And, look and, what you've created for yourself, <laughs> Edith. Now there's people all over the world watching you right now, and, and they love you. And I'm I'm very serious. They love you, Edith, because you represent. Uh, so many the, the questions and the perils, but yet the breakthroughs and the beautiful innocence about this awakening. They see what you've gone through, and they've seen the ground that you've broken. So uh, truly, you are an icon and a rock star. Yes. So then, <laughs> so then the response that came was, "I am." I am. I am. Yes. I am, and, and it's like, oh, too much. Have my... you really yes. felt that this yes. year? Yes, and I laughed, and it was like, yeah. yes, I get it. Good. I get it. Because there is the I am that I am. Uh, no. And then there's the, <laughs> the I am. And then you want to say words, not because they're nasty, but it's just like, I, <laughs> why didn't they tell me this before? I am. <laughs> and then suddenly, this, it's like this whole recording plays at, at sonic speed through your mind and into your body. And you're like, oh, I remember when Adamus was, was on me about speaking in my voice, about saying, I command you to serve. I thought it was so stupid at the time, and now I get it. And I would remember when Adamus was saying, <laughs> I exist, and I thought, well, that's the dumbest thing ever. My dog exists. You know what am I saying? I now I I get it. I I get it. Yeah. Yes. And it's nice to scream in the car. It is. (laughs) It is. Excellent. Okay, two more. What did you discover this year? Yes. Um, I discovered. Yes. I discovered that I matter, that I can love myself, and I don't need anything outside of myself. Macchio. What? Macchio. Well, it's better than I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Came up with something. You've discovered how to get around my questions. That's that's a good one. So, Adamus times two. Times two. You've discovered great, no, and that's an accomplishment. I, I've what was the accomplishment? Getting around me instead of saying I don't know. 
and and having to go to the the bathroom. I won't uh, do that again. I took yes. so much shit from the ladies. Well, they they yes. were disappointed in me. Yeah, no pun intended. But yes, uh, <laughs> yeah, good. So no, you discovered how to at least uh, stand. At least. In front of a master, you're in my book also. Oh, really? Stand, yeah, yeah. Your favorite, huh? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say. <laughs> Don't lie. Don't you lie. You made me say that. Right, right. <laughs> You've you understood how to stand up to a master. Hell yeah. Yes, yeah. and therefore, and therefore, stand up to yourself. Yes. Yes. To could I be very honest? Oh God, yes. Oh God, why, they, she should just say no. <laughs> You've learned, and still learning, still practicing, but you've learned to stand up to that bratty little girl. Okay, but yes, thank you. Within. <laughs> and you've learned not to let that aspect I run you. I told it to shut STFU on the way here. You can I say it out loud. Shut the fuck up thank already. Thank you. I, yeah. That's not mine. No, but right? that's what it, was, it took for you to finally say no more. I am, and not that. Let that little, spoiled, very hurt little brat keep running your life. Okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but doesn't it feel good to say? No, 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 no. Stop. You're not. That's right. That aspect that was running your life. That was actually. That spoiled little brat was actually scared to hell of life, scared of what the next moment was going to bring, scared to be alone, but yet always miserable in the company of a lot Jesus of others. Christ, just keep it coming. Just yeah. let it no, all out. You know. Jesus is somewhere else today. He's awesome. Another, another thing is just you and me. Uh, but, but it's such a discovery to finally say, I don't need that anymore. And my friends, it's not other people in your life that are driving you crazy. It's yourself. It's not, it's not family members or friends. It's you and you that are driving yourself crazy. And first of all, it takes a certain clarity to recognize that you is many, many things. There are many, many aspects. That you isn't this just foggy, big kind of a mess of all these different emotions and feelings and thoughts and direction, that you have many different facets or rays of yourself, but don't let the facet or the ray, uh, particularly if it's a dysfunctional ray of yourself, run the show. It's only when you discover that you're going to run the show, no matter what. Now, you have tremendous um, determination tremendous drive and uh, stubbornness, but, and you're finally using that instead of letting it being used by this aspect. And that's when, that's when things in my, your life are going to change, my dear friend. Uh, you can talk about perhaps not doing your life's passion, what you really want to do with the people that you want to do it, with the level of abundance, because you've been letting that little brat run things. No you know more. how many women in here are going, finally, he told that bitch what I wanted to say. <laughs> well, there were men too. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> finally. But more so the men, I think. Uh, <laughs> well, they, I, stop nodding, gentlemen. It's, uh, good. 
Excellent. Thank you. Oh, some breakthroughs here. Yes. Last one. What did you discover? The convergence. Convergence. Good. I like that one. And what did you discover about it? What converged? So, to describe it, if there were two paths and they're coming together. Yes. So the human on one, and the rest of you, the rest of myself on the other one. But the paths are coming together. The first thing is you become aware there's another path, but you're aware they're converging. Yes. And you don't have to run over to get on that path or have that. They're going to come together. Now they are so close, close enough, that you can hold hands with the other path. Yes. It's so great. Yes. And at first it was you were holding hands in that realm. But no, now you're walking as a human. You're like, hold hands with me here on earth walking here. Yes. That's how close. So the point of being the one yes. is it's right there. And so when you say relax, because it's not like, okay, I have to do something. Right. Uh, oh, there's a, there's a tendency to think uh, that. Yeah, yeah. So much stress on that. Yeah. But you just say, no, it's natural. It's converging. You're even holding hands. So what's the problem? You're arriving at that point yes. together. Question. When are you going to stop holding hands and make love? Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to know. But then the mind, <laughs> the mind, if I start on that, and don't relax the mind. What do I have to do? How do I do that? Why don't I love myself? Why am I not already enlightened? And then you are already enlightened. I'm like, right, right. Yeah. So, but when is it realized here on earth? Yeah. But don't push. I, so, I think that'll be another chapter in my uh, chapter memoirs of a whole master. Book. <laughs> uh, but uh, you know, from holding hands to making love and yes. taking that, allowing that big step. I'm yes. talking about loving yourself, yourself. of course. And exactly. You're going to hold hands for a long time, but after a while, it's like, come on. You know, yeah, yeah, that's that's the All talk, no on. action. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All thinking, no How about integration. at least kissing? You know? Yes, yes. Something. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Excellent. I love that. I love that story. Good. Okay, next question. Uh, and this is a um, leading question, and leading you and leading into the next segment. What do you wish you had discovered that you didn't? What do you wish you had discovered but you didn't? Hmm. Ah. Make it up. Fake it. I wish I had discovered what I discovered sooner. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yes, kind of zen-like. Yeah. Yes, we should. Have. How much sooner? Um, lifetimes. <laughs> <laughs> why? Um, because why? I would have enjoyed life a lot long, a lot more. A oh, lot I love that. I, 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 I love that. You warmed Calder's heart. <laughs> it's got a big word over it, though. <laughs> yes, because not for not because there's a race, not because you're trying to beat others to enlightenment or anything. Well, you could have just enjoyed life a little more. Now, you'll actually look back and say, well, that kind of was fun, all those crazy things, all that wacko moments, and all the <laughs> stress and the fear. But it kind of, in a warped way, it was kind of fun. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't have done it. Yeah. True. Uh, true. And, but yeah, at a certain point, it just gets old. 
just gets boring. A part of the, the human life offers so much, but part of the, the challenge is it tends to get into patterns, into ruts, and repeat itself over and over and over. And then people say, I don't know how to get out. I don't know. And then they just wait, and nothing happens other than you're building a bigger rut. And it takes a very brave, bold, outrageous, courageous human to say, no more. No more. I'm done with it. Now, what happens is you say no more, but then a weird thing happens is the, the human uh, self, little self, kicks in and says, well, now I have to do something. No, you already did it by saying no more, and when you really mean it, when you really, really mean it, no more. It changes your entire, uh, you could say your quotient or your ratio of consciousness. Uh, the amount of consciousness that you're able to tap into and use in your everyday life, that is like a great big magnet that attracts energy, brings energy in that automatically changes all of these things in your life. Now, a lot of times the little human says, yeah, but it didn't happen like that. Well, no. Sometimes it does it in a graceful way. Sometimes a lot of other energies and a lot of other dimensions, and also with a lot of other people, have to realign. But the true master takes a deep breath and says, my job is done. I had that deep commitment. I said no more. And therefore, I expect that everything is going to change, and I don't have to do anything other than to enjoy my life. Yes. So great. So please, yes, enjoy your life. Yes. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. What would you like to have discovered in this discovery series? Because you still have the opportunity. We've got about 47 minutes left to discover it. What do you wish you had discovered? She's only the messenger with a microphone. <laughs> Could I stop for a moment? Uh, because you were going to be thinking here too much. Could you just feel the energy for a moment? It's almost uh, tingling. It's, uh, it's so beautiful, so real uh, in, in here. And Hopefully, everybody watching in as well. Yeah. Okay. I wish I would have discovered my freedom sooner. Freedom. Mm. And, and uh, what would you have done with it if you had discovered it? Anything and everything. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Any reason why it took so long? Old stories, old patterns, old habits, old, old chains. Yeah. Yeah. That also, I was still buying into. Taking care of a lot of other people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a tough one. Uh, taking care of a lot of others. Uh, it's called uh, delayed enlightenment. I'll, I'll wait until I got everybody else taken care of. Well, all you're going to do is attract more needy people in your life with that kind of perception. And you're going to be taking care of a lot of folks and really delaying, procrastinating, or whatever your own freedom. And ultimately, that's what enlightenment is freedom. I refer to the, the higher self or the golden angel or whatever. It's really just the free self and the human as kind of the little self, the, the trapped self. And the funny thing is, you can be either one just by taking a deep breath and choosing. Mm -hmm. But most people won't. A, they won't take a deep breath, 
they'll think about it. They'll, they'll think. And then they'll want to consider, well, uh, let's see, my little human self, my, my free they'll get into this mental quagmire, and they'll never do it. They'll think they did. I've had people that have come to some of our Schomburg gatherings in this lifetime that in previous lifetimes thought they made a choice, and then they're angry with me because they say, well, it didn't happen, it didn't work. And uh, another chapter in my Memoirs of a Master, but, well, you actually never made a choice. Oh, they say, yes, I did. I, I made a choice. I made a choice for abundance. It's like, no, you thought about abundance, and you maybe dreamt a little bit of abundance, but your perception was that everybody else had the money and you didn't, and you weren't free, and they were taking advantage of you. So you never really made a choice. You thought about it. And you kind of thought how nice it would be, but then you walked out the door of the mystery school, of the class, whatever it was, went back to your old ways. So it, freedom, it, it comes with making that choice. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And so I'm glad you've – it's a hard thing letting other people go, uh, truly hard, and I truly understand. Uh, having them take responsibility for their own lives. And you've been, you all of you have been so programmed into having to take care of others and, and of course, look out for everyone else first. It's, it's a very, very old but strong dynamic on this planet. And there's a feeling of guilt when it says, no, take care of you. Spend the money on you. Take the time for you. Love you. And then there's this immediate thought that comes in, yeah, I'll do that a little bit more than I've been doing. It's like, no, you do it fully or forget about it, because otherwise you're going to be miserable. You're going to be trying to take care of others. You're going to be trying to take care of yourself and failing at both. Do it all out. Thank you. Yeah, and now I'm, um, a lot of new things are starting to open up for me since I've made that choice and I've left my old life. Yes. New passion is bubbling up inside of me, and new opportunities, new doors opening, abundance. You know, I, you know I've got it made. And then the thought is, why didn't I do this sooner? Mm -hmm. Why didn't I? Yeah. And, and the tough one is, uh, the other part of that is that you start doing it, and the abundance comes in, and the opportunities and everything else. But it can be a little lonely. It, because there's still most of the people that you associated with are still in that other dimension, that other consciousness. It's a little lonely, uh, but that's changing as more and more people are calling themselves on their macchio and understanding when it's real distraction and finally just allowing it, their freedom. Absolutely. Freedom, still the biggest issue facing this planet, biggest issue. and. Uh, people talk about the word freedom, but very few really understand what it is. They think freedom is the ability to uh, shop at one store versus another, or have this kind of job or that kind of job. That's not freedom. That's not freedom. Freedom is loving you, taking responsibility for you, and just allowing. Yeah. Good. One more. What? What? Do you wish you had discovered this year, but you hadn't?
I discovered my completion, grounded right here, loving myself completely and enabling my own self to shine. And what didn't so you discover? I don't... What do you, what do you wish to A tantra partner? Tantra, oh, that's good. Yeah, tantra partner. Somebody to share with energetically. Yeah, any volunteers? They're all too shy. <laughs> no, that, that's actually very, very good. Uh, you know, this was about discovery, and it was, we got into talking about the body and the biology. To have a partner to share that with, incredible. So uh, part of the issue is that I've just addressed over here was the loneliness, uh, a bit of it, because there's still not a lot of beings who are ready. Uh, so much of uh, sex is about energy, imbalances, I'm sorry to say, or, or inadequacies, but so often it's, it's not a free sharing. So much guilt associated with it, so, so many uh, hang-ups. So uh, I do have a partner for you, though. I... Where? <laughs> She's holding the microphone. <laughs> I do know that. I own that for myself. Good. But yes, to still have somebody physically present yes. in a close proximity yes. to share with. Yes. Might as I do well. totally love me. Yes. That's so important. So important. Uh, and the breakthrough there, the discovery there is that, that one can only truly engage in open, free sharing of the physical and, and spiritual on that level when one loves themselves openly and freely. Good. So Thank Kathleen is saying that she's single and available. By the way, she is on Facebook with Crimson Circle. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, the, the, yeah, somebody will probably start a Chambra Tantra. Uh, yes. So thank you. Uh, let's take a deep breath as we move into the real core. The real. Oh. Lynn thought we were done for <laughs> done. No, no, no. We're just getting warmed up. Let's get into the real core of what we're here for today. It was, was a discovery series, and a lot of you discovered different things. A lot of it's still mental, it's still floating around up here. I am, I exist, but you haven't felt it. You haven't really experienced it to the point that it'd be like making love to yourself. It'd be like a mass physical, spiritual, and mental orgasm. And if you didn't discover that this year, well, you got about uh, 36 minutes left to do it. Part of the issue, challenge perhaps, is mediocrity, complacency, thinking about enlightenment rather than being in the passion of it. There is a word that I'm going to be putting in the Chambra Dictionary, a word that may sound a little familiar. The word is keiko, also spelled or pronounced keiho. But I prefer keiko because somebody's going to take the word keiho and make fun of it and uh, <laughs> turn it into something. Yeah, you. <laughs> I don't have to be psychic to know. Shortly after, she said, doesn't that sound a lot like a-hole? 
So just for you, I had to create a new word. Keiko. Okeho. Okeho. <laughs> Keiko. Keiko is passion. Keiko is deep and meaningful. Keiko is almost explosive. And what so many of you didn't discover this year, in spite of all the wonderful things you might, is Keiko. Keiko is that passion that is within you, but you've cemented it over. You've sealed it up. You've put steel doors on it. You've hidden it. You've suppressed it. You've put it down, and then you thought too much so that it seemed to vanish. Keiko is that deep underlying, that, that, that passion that goes so very deep that you are afraid to let out. Keiko, deep inner truth. It's a lion that's roaring, but you've learned how to suppress it. You learned how to put it down, turn it into a kitty cat at best. And then say that you're spiritual, say that you want enlightenment, when all the time, because you've suppressed Keiko, you end up focusing on things like abundance and partners and your damn health and everything else. You've, you have hidden this Keiko, this deep feeling, because if you hadn't, wouldn't be sitting here. You'd be out dancing in the parking lot while the rest of everybody sat in here. You would have so much fire and passion and enthusiasm that you couldn't contain it, hardly contain it in that body. The Keiko would drive those demons out of your mind, those aspects away from you, that deep passion. But instead you've settled for complacency. Mediocrity in enlightenment will take a few steps each month along the way. We'll learn a little bit more. We'll discover a little bit more. And I say, hell no. It's about that letting that passion out, letting it come forth. There shouldn't be anything in your life that's more important than your freedom and your enlightenment. Not your job, not your family, not your children, not your health, not your status, not any awards on your chest. Nothing is more important. To the point where I say it's like I used to literally take students at some of the mystery schools, grab them by their hair, which I won't do right here, grab them by their hair, and yank them down putting their head underwater until they were about to have the last breath in this lifetime. Then I'd pull their head up from the water. You used to be able to do this before lawyers. <laughs> I'd pull their head up from, <laughs> from the water, and I'd say, what was that like to want that breath so desperately? To go beyond the mind trying to figure out what was going on and what lesson I was trying to teach, what was it like, that desperation, that determination for a breath? That's the only thing that mattered. And they would say, yes, that's all that mattered. I could think of nothing else, only to breathe so that I may live. And I said, now you're beginning, at the very beginning of understanding Keiko. 
that passion, that roaring passion that's so deep within each and every one of you, but you've somehow managed to hide it. I have to give you credit for hiding it so well. Something that is that encompassing, that is that big and that roaring. I give you credit for somehow managing to suppress it, but you know what? It's still there. It's still there, and that's what you should have discovered this year. That roaring, screaming passion for your own freedom, because God only knows how long it's been since you've had freedom, how long it's been since you were happy with yourself, content with yourself, how long it's been since everything just happened in your life with synchronicity, with ease and with grace, but yet you go along month after month, year after year, and lifetime after lifetime in a form of spiritual complacency. I often wonder if that complacency, that mediocrity with yourself is worse than no consciousness whatsoever. I wonder sometimes if it's better not to stay asleep consciously until you're actually truly ready to wake up. Because what steps could be more miserable than little ones into enlightenment? Those little steps are the ones that hurt, that are painful, that cause all these emotions and feelings and confusion, that mediocrity, that, that putting up for something less than full freedom and enlightenment is what's making the path and the journey so difficult. None of you have to tolerate that. There's nobody controlling you. And if you think there is, take a look at your perspective. There's no one stopping you from enlightenment. There's no one holding you back, not even mass consciousness. Not at all. It's complacency. It's willingness to just plod along. My dear friends, it hurts. It's painful. It's painful for me to watch. It's painful for me to have to come up with new antics every month to try to <laughs> distract you, to try to get something going. Keiko is a passion that will have nothing else other than its own fulfillment. I'm just going to take a good deep breath and Feel into that. Let it come forth. Well, that was pretty miserable. <laughs> Let's try that again. Keiko or keho means deep longing, deep longing, soulful longing. A longing so deep and so strong. It's, it's, not, it's desire and passion. It, it's not the greed of human nature. It's not simply wanting a better life. It's wanting this freedom or not to live at all. Not to live. And how many of you have been so bold and courageous to say, I do not care about living another moment? If it's not in freedom, I don't care if I die. And you shouldn't. You shouldn't. The freedom should be more important than all of these rules and regulations and complacencies and thinking and what if 
I would rather die in this moment than live another moment in limitation. That's how it should be, but none of you that I can see are there yet. You think about it. You think you've made a decision and a choice about enlightenment and freedom, and my dear friends, it, it is so thin. It is so without passion. It is so into thoughts and thinking, into pondering things, and into plotting, into compromising, into complacency. It is much easier for me to look beyond the deeds of humans who are not awake, who haven't had at least a taste of spirit and of freedom. Much easier for me to overlook their imbalances, their weaknesses, than it is for me to look in the eyes of some of you who know better, who have been sitting in these classes for ages and ages, who call yourselves teachers, who think you're spiritual, but yet, where's the keiko? Where is that deep, roaring fire from within, where nothing else matters? Nothing. And it's only when you get to that will you understand enlightenment and freedom. Other than that, it's a game. It's a game that you can play for a long time thinking that you've made a choice, thinking that you've made some sort of discovery, when indeed you've just dug yourself a deeper hole. You've just glossed over, painted over, shellacked over this true, true inner passion called Keiko. Nothing matters other than that. Not family, not life itself, not health, nothing. That's, that is when you start to get real with yourself. That's where we don't hear a lot of macchio in this room. That's when there's not a lot of words without – do you feel sometimes the words without feeling, the words without meaning, like mimicking or parroting, saying something because, well, you know, you think it's the right thing to say? Keiko, if I challenge you, you get back up and you'd say, fuck you, Adamus, and I would feel it, and then I would stop pestering you. With true Keiko, you would be dancing, you'd be shining, you'd be, <laughs> you'd be shining, you'd be, you'd be roaring, you'd be up here right in front of me saying, Adamus, let's move forward. I'm tired of all this talk. I'm tired. Adamus, let's move forward. Thank you. Thank you. Freedom. <laughs> freedom. No, it's freedom like that. I hear that now. And I hear your big words, but when are you really going to mean it? I hear, oh yeah, freedom, fuck you, Adamus, but when are you really going to say it? And when are you going to say it to yourself? Ah, it's one thing to tell me to fuck off, but to tell yourself. 
to tell yourself with passion? Kinda, not really. Now, kinda, not so much. It was suppressed. It was hidden. It was. It was. Style. That's that little girl screaming at me. I want to hear you scream at me. Shut the fuck up already. I like that. I like that. And didn't it feel good? It feels great. I love to say that. No, STFU. <laughs> I really like to say that when I'm drinking and smoking at the same time. That's okay, living. somebody get her a beer and a cigar. Up here. Come on. Come on. Come on. Yeah. Okay. So now. Uh, Keiko. Keiko! <laughs> Keiko! It's got to be like karate chop. Keiko! It kind of is. I saw me doing that. It like, kind of is. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Just really. Re- no, really do it. Keiko! Keiko! Hiya! Say the. There was some passion in there. I have been missing that. I know I I've been know. missing that. I'm like, where are the? But is could, that could I? It's be, like this little could tiny I be flame. Honest with you again yeah. here. Oh, God. And in yeah. a way, you're kind of like a. I'm gonna step off the stage oh, so you don't shit. kick me. Uh, in a way, you're kind of like the poster child for. Oh. No, for. Being totally dysfunctionally fucked up, or. <laughs> Jeez, I wasn't gonna say that, but now that I think about it, well, I yeah, accept it. That's it. Kind of the poster child for one who has had a lot of accomplishments in the past, uh, past lives, even some in this lifetime. Yeah. A poster child for one who deludes themselves, oh. uh, deludes uh, themselves, in, in in terms of like spreading yourself too thin, and to, there, there's no substance, there's no depth. You have tremendous capability. You have tremendous. Ability to focus. Uh, focus is one of the angelic senses. She can, she can be the poster child for focus. But what does she do? Unfocuses, dilutes, uh, uh, spills all over. So there's no focus. And you, you, you wish you're glad it's me, aren't you? I see it on your face. You're like, oh shit, they're glad it's her. <laughs> yeah, you're next. Yeah, you'd, you're next. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you defocus and. Then you tell yourself you got too many problems and life's been too tough and you you don't know what to do. You tell yourself all the time, I don't know. Yeah, and then you hope I didn't hear. I do. I keep score. You're going to my book. (laughs) What you lack, my dear, is one thing: a little passion. I, I, we need a tub. I'm ready. Like, you, you, hold my head. Yeah. I'm tired of this shit. I don't want to do this two more years. Get we'll just a go tub. in. Uh, yeah, thank you. We'll I just, don't care about the makeup. Let's we'll just go in the lady. Down, okay, that's that's we'll got go, mesh. We'll, we'll, we'll go in the water. ladies' room. <laughs> Linda is so ready to videotape that. <laughs> ladies' room in the toilet. The but toilet, they, Linda, not the toilet. I won't go there. We, we need a remote camera to follow us in the toilet as I no, dunk her head. No, not the toilet. But you, you we should wrestle. Now, let me ask you. Huh? When, really. when I started talking about Keiko, did you feel a little something inside of you start yes, to rattle? Yes, yes. I was like, I heard that Keiko really deeply with it. I didn't say Keiko. Well, you know, it's, it Keiko. Yeah. 
like no, that. Really, really. Oh, yeah. And by the way, it is not a. Um, it's actually an old Lemurian term. It's not necessarily an Asian term but or it Japanese. Better. It is. Do you know where it comes from? What, um, what country of origin? Oh. Uh, more Romania? recent history. I, I don't know why Romania. Finnish. Oh. Finnish. Which yeah yeah. So so Finnish deep <laughs> longing. They're they're filling the bucket. She's like, oh my God! No, no, she's like, she's really for real gonna oh, sure. help me to Oh sure, oh sure, sure. Yes. No, how I'm how deep can yeah, we go here? It's pretty deep. Like okay. she's. Are we able to get a camera oh shot my God, once we do that? You can't ruin your carpet. Yeah. How's my head gonna fit in that? Have you lost your mind? Oh my God! What you the think hell? I could put that big head in here? <laughs> No, big isn't, you know, it's like... It's all dirty? Are you crazy? Hell no. A toilet's better than that. Okay. Come on. You'd have to, oh, you'd have to wrestle me. It'd be fun. <laughs> now, you see... But I'm serious. Something inside of her is waking up. And, and, and it's entertainment. It's funny uh, to, a de- to a degree. To a degree. Could you imagine drowning in that? How, would, how would they explain that? I don't that? know if you could hold me down. That's part of oh, the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> like, that would be fun to watch. Oh, yeah. All day long. But, but this is a, yet another going to be one of my another master stories. I'm not going to hold you down. I'm going to ask you to do it on your own. Heck no. Oh, hell no. I'm not doing that. No. Linda, really? On a dirty bucket? That's not, that's not so bad. Uh, Kazumi would tell you in India it's much oh, worse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they poo yeah. and pee in the same place they, you know, go really? wash. Is that perception or reality? Uh, reality. Okay. <laughs> and you know it. <laughs> okay. So, dear Carrie, dear Shambra, dear Shambra, that passion. Now, we touched on it a little bit here, but the chances are, the probability is that when we're done with the day, you're going to walk out that door and light a cigarette and go have a beer. You're going to walk out that door and say, well, gee, that was a lot of fun today. I can't wait for next month. And then go back to your old ways of doing things. Go back to mediocrity and complacency and excuses and allowing that little brat to run your life. We, you just told me I got past that. That was so last year now. I'm yeah, like, but, Discovery Series, but then five after minutes. You, after you sat in the chair for a little while, it came back. Bullshit. <laughs> but no, no, say bullshit. Like bullshit. you mean it. Like you mean it. Good. Bullshit. Okay. So thank you. That well, girl's dead. Thank you. Yes. No dirty bucket. <laughs> uh, question, question is, question is, does that mean you're just supposed to tell people off when you feel like it? How many, how many say yes? Just let it fly. Oh, thank you. How many, how many raised their hands? Okay. So we don't have enough Adamas Awards, but you should have brought more. So we have some, everybody raising their hand, uh, see Linda for an Adamas Award. Yes. No, no, there's about, no, no, there's 12, 15 more. <laughs> Let's take a deep breath. The question is, and it's a very good question, you mean, I should just tell people you know, what I'm feeling, to fuck off, to bite me? In theory, in theory, yes. 
Otherwise, you have this regulator, this suppressor that you have on. Otherwise, there's no Keiko. There's a bunch of excuses and there's a bunch of holding back. So you can give yourself permission to say whatever you want to say. Now that brings up some issues. Oh my gosh. Because you told yourself a long time ago, I'll never do that again. I'll never speak bad again. I'm never going to hurt anybody again. I'm going to always just try to blend in. I'm not going to create waves. I'm not going to get angry when I get on the phone with some customer service people. I'm not going to tell people exactly what I think. <laughs> the reality is, now, yes, I would like you to give yourself permission to do that. I, I would. Now, the reality is you're just opening yourself up. And actually, if you, if you have some anger – you know, there, every student coming into enlightenment tries to suppress their anger but learns, just get angry. Just let it out. Now, again, you right away think, well, what if I go and kill all these people? Well, <laughs> you're not going to. You're not going to. You have too much consciousness to do that. And, but you say, yes, but Adamus, you don't see the thoughts I have in my mind. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm wearing a bulletproof vest. And, uh, <laughs> but it's negotiation you have with yourself. Well, I can't let myself get angry, and enlightened people don't get angry. I beg to differ with you. Every master that's come before you goes through intense anger. It's one of the five stages of enlightenment – anger, anger, and then… Did they beat beat themselves up afterwards? The question is, do they beat themselves up afterwards? Do they feel guilty? No. You know why? Because they don't end up doing it. They free up a lot of energy when they get into Keiko, when they say, I give myself permission to say exactly and to be exactly who I am. I give myself permission to do that without all these suppressors and controls on myself, without this whole perception of having to control. And then they give themselves freedom and then they laugh. They laugh because you realize you have the freedom to do it, to yell at the top of your lungs at the moon to tell God to fuck off. Uh, you have the permission to do that. And it, and it feels good just to know you have that. Chances are, once you realize that, you'll probably never have to do it or want to do it. But just to realize, start being real. Start being free. Get some Keiko in your life. No, it's not a supplement you take. <laughs> God, I just heard four people listening in on the internet. Ah, oh, write that down. Yeah, Keiko made from natural seafood. Oh, no, no, no. Um, with a microphone from Linda, you can absolutely ask a question. Doesn't Why? it feel good? And next time, don't ask for, for permission. Just say, Linda, give me the fucking microphone. <laughs> you won't like my question. I'm asking you why you think freedom has to be vulgar. It doesn't. It doesn't. And by nature, uh, you're not. I'm not. But sometimes you have so much pent up in you. Don't let me pick on you, because you have a tremendous amount of pent up 
suppressed energy, trying to do the right thing, trying to, as we talked about last month, trying to keep other people happy, and it's all crap. And vulgar, you know, first of all, it doesn't mean anything. In Keiko, you can say fuck 8,000 times in a row, and it doesn't matter. It, it doesn't does matter. to me. It hurts my ears. Why? It just hurts my ears. Well, I don't fuck. Like to hear it. What's more important, enlightenment or some things, little things hurting your ears? I like the passion. And it, people can be passionate any way they want. Controlled passion. My no. God, that's what we're talking about here. Oh. <laughs> Saw that. God, I can't <laughs> help it. Like that, Edith. Like that. Edith. Edith. Passion can be beautiful and wonderful. It doesn't yes, have to be. Yes, passion can be beautiful. And obnoxious and wrecking carpets. It doesn't have to that be. That didn't crap. wreck the carpet. Edith, I'm glad you're getting mad at me. Finally, my God, to get it out. But it takes me getting mad at you. This is not my natural state of being to be in your <laughs> face. <laughs> but, but what does it matter? How, how much are you going to control this whole coming into enlightenment? I'm, just, I'm in it. I'm not worrying about controlling it. I'm enjoying it. It's wonderful. I yes. know I am that now, I am. Now, back to my point. I come full circle. I started out the day by saying, relax into your enlightenment. And I said, I'm going to contradict myself later on, because now I'm talking about passion. I'm talking about Keiko. I'm talking about that deep longing. It's great. It's great. Yes. And I come back now and say, once you feel that, that desire that's so deep, Edith, there's nothing else that matters. There's no compromising. It doesn't matter how many bad words or buckets of water or pounds that you gain or ages or years that you put on your age or bad relationships or lack of money. None of it matters other than the freedom. That passion, that feeling, and I don't care if you have to get angry to discover it. I don't care if you have to scream and yell. I don't care what it takes, including death, to discover that. When you come back to that place, that keiko, then you're free. Then you can truly relax, take a deep breath, and come back to that very thing that brought you on the spiritual path, that knowingness that I've talked about before that occurred a few lifetimes ago, that thing that said, there's got to be more than what I'm allowing myself to experience. There's got to be more to life. And that's led you on a path of exploring dimensions, exploring alternative methods, exploring a different version of God. But along the way, it still got diluted, and it still lost its passion. And if there's anything that you didn't discover this year, was the passion. I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to everyone. Who cares about a bucket of actually not so dirty water? It wasn't too bad. Who cares? You know what it would have cost to replace this carpet if it went bad, which it's not going to? It's like holy water. <laughs> a lot of it. It's incidental, even if it costs a thousand or five thousand dollars. Even if you say, Adamus, that's so obnoxious that you would pour the carpet over this 
my stage, over your new stage. That's so obnoxious that you do that. Sometimes I have to get my own passion going, so perhaps I could ignite yours. My dear friends, you say you're tired of, of, of the old ways. You're tired of this long, twisting, twisted spiritual path. I say, bring up the keiko. Bring up that passion, but it's going to bring up your issues. And I'll tell you right now that you're going to negotiate. You're going to compromise. You're going to say, okay, I'll walk out the door and have a little bit more passion. And by tomorrow morning, you're going to have forgotten what we've talked about today. Yes. No. Yes. Patterns. Patterns and probabilities. Patterns. No. no. What? Tell me then what is going to change that, Edith. Why would I forget about it? I listen to it every night when I go to sleep. Yes. I never forget it. Good. But what, you never forget any of it? Not usually. Not usually. And you don't compromise it? I'd have to have you define what you mean by compromising it. I mean, Dilute it. Uh, water it down. Um, yeah. It's like... It, uh, we're on this path. We've been on it a long time. We love it. We chose it. We Boy, what are we? Am I Moses? We love are, ourselves. We <laughs> yes, you're Moses. Can, can, we and, love and, ourselves. And it's I been mean, more, you know, Moses and the Jews only 40 years. We've been doing this for lifetimes. Let's stop that. wandering in the desert. Not, it's time to I get on I'm with God it. I'm God also, and I love myself, so hush up. <laughs> Good. You're getting there. That was about a two on a scale of a hundred. It's like, shut up, Adamus. Good. And then we can laugh. And then we can relax into the enlightenment. My dear friends, uh, I, am, I am wanting you to break through because I can feel you want to break through. There's such a longing to break through, such a longing of, for realization and simplicity. But then you run in circles. You think about it. You dilute it. You water it down. You compromise it. You get afraid of things like, are you going to get older? Are you going to, are you going to die? Are you going to be poor? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, and let, me, let me play it the other way. You're going to lose everything on the way to enlightenment. And you thought you lost a lot. You're going to lose everything unless you take a deep breath and you let this raging fire that's within you come forth. You don't have to worry about chopping off people's heads. You're not going to do that. But give yourself permission that you can if you want to. <laughs> I mean that metaphorically. <laughs> In other words, the fact that if somebody is giving you crap, stop being some nice, airy-fairy, spiritual, New Age, macchio person. Say, fuck you. I'm a master. I want better service. Now, that's right. Instead of, oh, I'm going to spread some light on you. I said, shut up. You know, there's a lot of people that are content with just dabbling, dabbling, dabbling into spirituality. You're not here for that. You're not. I, I weeded out those people a long time ago. <laughs> 
you're not, you're, you're here for it now. But when I took a look at the Discovery Series, we covered a lot of things. We did a lot of wonderful things. I said, Adamas, hey, get that dirty pail out of here, off my stage. <laughs> I said, Adamas, I said to myself, Adamas, what did we miss? What didn't we what didn't we do? There's something you, you ever have that you just know there's something, but you don't know what it is. Well, I knew what it was. So I said, it's the passion. I just don't feel a, a passion. I don't feel that fire coming up. I know it's there. I don't feel it coming up. Now, I've been ranting and raving for the last 28 and a half minutes about Keiko to demonstrate a little bit, because if I had just said, OK, there's a nice term called Keiko, hmm, I want you to understand, I want you to feel that within yourself. It's there. Uh, you, you don't have to go real far to look for it. You just have to give yourself permission to let that come up. Forget about if you're going to get angry. It doesn't matter. So what if you get angry? Forget about if you lose everything. So what? That's Keiko. So what if you lose everything? A few of you might actually be ready for that. And you know what? You don't have to. You just have to be willing to. doesn't mean you're going to. You just have to be willing to. When that passion comes up, that will free you. So I'm going to ask you to feel into it. We're going to do a little mirab. We're going to play some music for 14 and a half minutes. And I'm not going to hardly talk at all, so John can actually put the music up a little louder. This is not typical mirab music. In other words, it's not just twinkly little music. I'm sorry, the bathrooms are closed. No, 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 please sit down, because that's Keiko. You have to pee so bad. So bad, yes. So, so just but come back and sit down. You're going to miss this amazing mirab. What's more important? What's more important, dry pants or your enlightenment? <laughs> Take a deep breath, good deep breath. And let's bring the house lights all the way down. Take a good deep breath. So the music that I picked is not typical Mirab music, but also it doesn't have to be loud and driving. It's got a little bit of sensuality to it. I want to ask you to feel into this fire, the fire of Keiko, deep within. It's there. that thing that says, only the freedom. Nothing else matters. No excuses. No compromises. No holding back.
have to get angry to let this keiko come through. Sometimes it helps. You just have to be real. I want you to just feel for a moment how much you've covered this up, this fire, this passion, and then instead of just thinking about it, I ask you to make a choice, a decision, a clear, focused decision. Are you gonna ready to let? Deep inner longing, this keiko, this desire for freedom, come into your life, and then let yourself feel it.
fire within, burning deep passion within, a longing, insatiable thirst within. But it can be a fire that doesn't burn, fire that doesn't destroy, fire of transmutation out of complacency into passion, fire that moves the energy that's been stuck for so very long, a fire that burns through the mind but without burning up the mind, a fire that opens. Things that have been closed for a long time—a cool fire when needed to be cool, hot fire when it needs to be hot. Keiko could be passion. Could feel like anger at times, but it's focus. It's real. Keiko at times can seem like a raging storm. Reality. It's also a gentle, light rain shower. Keiko can seem like there is so much passion, but without the need for power. So much energy, so much desire, but no greed. Simply that desire to live and to feel. Be free in doing so. How easy it is for one who walks the spiritual path to get filled with complacency. How easy it is for one on their way to enlightenment to distract themselves, dilute themselves, deceive themselves, forget that fire. It's deep within that longing, longing what some of you would call the longing to go back home, but it's really the longing to be home, to be your home. How easy it is to get covered over by all of the rules and the controls and the perceptions of life. How easy it is to negotiate yourself. Away from enlightenment, masters. The few masters who have come before you have all gone through this experience, thinking, believing, perceiving that they were on the path, and indeed, to a degree, they were. But along the way, they turned that beautiful spiritual path into a very human road. Time thinking they were still traveling a spiritual path, until something so drastic, so enormous, had to come into their life.、And、it wasn't an outside hand, or being, or entity that came in and totally shook their life up. It was their own Keiko, that deep inner desire、I、had to rip them, rip them. Away from their complacency, away from their delusions, away from their—you could say—a laziness. Keiko, Keiko.
who doesn't care? Doesn't care whether you're still incarnate in a physical body. Doesn't care how much money or how many problems you have. Doesn't care. All the whinings and the rantings of the human. Keiko is that passion, passion of the soul to feel and experience itself, not to be interfered with by that little human brat, not to be controlled by these aspects that know not what they truly want. Fire that is eternal. You've done a grand job in suppressing it, ignoring it, turning your back from it, but it's still there. Just as much as it can be, that very hot flame, very chaotic. It can also be the cool flame. It can also be its own gentle. Also, be its own gift. Your Keiko is asking you right now. This deep longing within is asking if you're ready to move forward now. Ready to move forward even beyond reality and perceptions. Ready to move into your deep truth. Take a moment to feel. There. Are you ready to do whatever, whatever it takes?
the hot flame or the cool flame. Bring the house lights up. Hot flame or the cool flame. It doesn't care. Whatever it takes. It's just a matter of you making a choice. You're making a choice. You're ready to bring back this passion. Ready to open it up. After you make your choice, that's it. But please, do make a choice. Don't just think about it. We don't need to come back next lifetime and be doing this again. And no matter what choice you make, either yes, you are ready, or no, you're not. Don't worry about it, because, well, all's well in all of creation. Thank you. Thank you. So thank you to Adamus, as channeled by Jeffrey Hoppy, the only channel for Adamus. And I invite you now to just stay for a moment more. Breathe into you and notice what was your choice. What are you choosing? Just breathe into that and take note of your choice. What feelings does it bring? What is it that comes with your choice? I think we can all reflect on that and breathe on that from now until forever. But Adamus's clarity was for us to make a choice. So celebrate that. Celebrate your choice. And celebrate being here with the Crimson Circle, enjoying Adama St. Germain, channeled by Jeffrey Hoppy. And we'll be back here in Louisville at the Crimson Circle Communication Center exactly four weeks from today, I hope. And <laughs> whether you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, thecrimsoncircle.com, or the Awakening Zone, or watching at thecrimsoncircle.com. Thank you for joining us, for being here with us, and for being here in your mastery. So thank you. Be well and celebrate. Yay. Thank you. Late in the evening, glass on the side I've been sad with you for most of the night Ignoring everybody here, we wish they would disappear So maybe we could get down
love is a blaze, I saw flames from the side of the stage And the fire brigade comes in a couple of days Until then we got nothing to say and nothing to know But something to drink and maybe something to smoke Let it go until our roads are changed Singing we found love in a local rave No, I don't really know what I'm supposed to say But I can just figure it out and hope and pray I told her my name, I said it's nice to meet you Then she handed me a bottle of water filled with tequila I already know she's a keeper Just from this one small act of kindness I'm in deep, if anybody finds out I meant to drive home, but I drank all of it now Not sobering up, we just sit on the couch One thing led to another, now just kissing my mouth I need you darling, come on set the tone If you feel the fall Let me know. Oh, 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 o